0: This podcast is part of the Unresolved Podcast Network. To discover more, visit unresolvednetwork.com. Whether you want to start a faith based business or an online ministry, you've come to the right place. This is the Teresa Blaze Show with your host, Teresa Blaze. Where she's bringing her over twenty years of consulting experience to the mic. Now here's Teresa. Joe, welcome to the Teresa Blay Show. Thank you so much for being here. I am so
1: excited to be here as well. Thanks.
0: So you've got an interesting book, and um, I, I when I when I read through it or when I, when I read uh, the, the the sheet you sent over, it was really intriguing. Uh, your book is called Thursday is the New Friday, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Thursday is the New Friday.
0: Can you kind of explain to my audience exactly what you mean by that?
1: Yeah. So in Thursday is the New Friday, I look at kind of how we got to the, the five-day work week and the 40-hour work week and, and whether or not that's good for our brains and creativity and as part of it, I I really start at the beginning of the book to look at how did we even get where we're at right now? These things that we hold dear, like the seven day week, is that is that even in nature? Uh, you know, we look at you know the Earth goes around the sun and that makes a year. Uh, each day it spins, but you know there's no there's nothing in nature that actually points to seven days. And so if we go back. You know four thousand years or so to the Babylonians. Uh, they they made up the seven day week. The Egyptians, they had an eight day week. The Romans had a ten day week. So so these things that we hold dear, like a seven-day week, uh, you know, fast forward to 1926 and Henry Ford, he was the one that started the 40-hour work week. And so this thing that we hold dear, we think that's so true, um, actually is less than 100 years old. And so by starting from that point of, you know, we as humans have created constructs for ourselves, we can also reinvent how we do time, how we do work and, and what that looks like moving forward.
0: It reminds me, uh, I mean, at least the concept um, reminds me of Tim Ferriss's book, The uh, Four-Hour Workweek. And I mean, obviously, you can't only do four hours of work, but I think i think what you're pointing to is something very intriguing. And it also touches on um, a culture that has so, kind of slowly built up where people think they got to work themselves half to death to be an entrepreneur.
1: Absolutely, and, and you know it's interesting because Pat Flynn recently called this the the new four hour work week, and that's that's an honor that you say that as well. Tim Ferriss is someone I've looked up to for a long time, but I think that for his book, the four hour work week, that was aimed at very particular types of of specialists of entrepreneurs, whereas for me, this book is really challenging societally why do we work this hard? When we know there's so much research that shows that a four-day work week, we can get as much or more done during that four, four-day 4 work week. We know that Fridays are often blow-off days for the most part. We might get half as much work done as we would on a Monday. And, and so if we really, really look at how can we be more efficient during those four days and then have three days completely off, uh, we're finding in the research that the brain actually does better with that. And, and so by challenging our concept of time and saying, you know, do we Need to have this hustle culture where people are bragging about sixty or seventy hour weeks. Is that really what's good for families, for individuals, for our health, for society in general, and for creativity? I would say no, because um, we all know that when we're burned out and maxed out, that's not when we do our best work. Um, it's usually when when we've calmed down, when our brains are at rest. Maybe we're taking a shower, or you know, we're in a car ride when the radio's off and we just kind of daydream. That's when we have our good ideas, and so. If we want to stand up to the challenges that society brings us right now, do we want a a force of workers that are burned out and maxed out? Or do we want a force of workers that are more creative and innovative thinkers?
0: You know, it's interesting you bring this up. Um, This brings to mind two thoughts. First of all, uh, I'm a Messianic Christian, so I keep the Jewish feasts, uh, but I'm also a Christian. Um, and one of the key components that has radically changed my life since I've started walking down that path is the idea of keeping Shabbat or Sabbath. Um, and this, and a Sabbath is basically from sundown Friday night to sundown Saturday night. You do no work, and that has like radically changed how we operate. Second. Um, when my husband and I travel and we go to like conferences that we go to and whatnot, we actually plan a day before and a day after one, to get into town so we can get rest up and get ready for whatever we're doing. And two, to actually have a day to defrag to, To because you get pounded with so much information, depending on the conference you're going to. And I think what you're really pointing to is how much rest, and the, I, the need for rest in the entrepreneurial space plays into um, our our day-to-day work.
1: Yeah. And it's really interesting to look at world religions, how many of them have very clear ways that they tell us to slow down and to respect our, our bodies, to fast, to to do days of rest, and how far away from that so many people especially in the states have have gone in that that hustle culture and i think what you're talking about is so great that you know on the way into a conference to just have that ease in time versus you're stressed out from being on the plane and then you're at the opening keynote and then you know it's just not it doesn't feel as good you're not going to get as much out of it and then on the other side of it to say Okay, we just consumed all this information. What are we going to do with it? Let's process it a little bit, let it simmer for a little bit before we get home and have all of the, the stress of home. You're living out so many of the concepts in the book by by doing those habits uh and, and creating for yourself that flow that allows you to get the most out of life while not being stressed out throughout it.
0: Yeah, because well, I mean, and and I mean, especially now with how airlines are 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 operating with in in the new um pandemic environment uh, that we find ourselves in, the amount of stress that you have coming into that, you almost need that time. And so here's my question, because a lot of people may push back and go, well, wait a minute, if I only have four days, there is no way I can get as much done I mean, I I run hard, and when you know I've got to be able to function. I, I live in a high high impact environment. So, how does someone say, okay, I'm going to actually get the same amount or more done in a four day week versus the typical uh, five or more day week?
1: Yeah, I would say that you know what we're seeing in the research and in case studies is that. When you give yourself less time, you focus on the best use of your time. So sure, maybe you have 20 tasks you need to get done over five days, you're probably going to drop the ball on four or five of those. But are those going to be the four or five best uses of your time? Or will you naturally have the worst uses of your time? And so those tasks that really you should probably be outsourcing, maybe you should be eliminating, maybe you should be automating in some sort of way. Uh, those are gonna be the ones that, that are the ones that you drop the ball on. So that's gonna give you some very important data to say, okay, why am I even doing these things if, if it's such a low priority? And so you may not get more done, but you'll get the things done that are most important, that are gonna fast forward things. So for example, I can't just send my assistant to come do an interview with you. I can't send my assistant to go do video recordings to promote the book. I can't send my assistant to do a number of things, but I can have Jess going through all of my emails. I can have her coordinating things. I can have her doing things that maybe two years ago, I would have been doing myself. So it allows me then to put more time into the things that are best for me uh, and for my career and for my business, uh, and to have that support behind the scenes. And oftentimes, I think people bootstrap it too long, especially entrepreneurs uh, in the name of kind of quote, saving money. But the reality is is you know for fifteen or twenty dollars an hour, you can have someone doing some amazing work for you behind the scenes while you're doing things that bring in significantly more money into the business.
0: What Joe is talking about here is really a matter of, be a uh, person that is not a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um one of the key components that i'm finding in my in our company is hire people that are better at you that at than what you're doing. Hire people that are better than you at tasks than you could possibly be on your own.
1: Yeah, i think about whenever i've either put on a conference or even you know Sam who oversees all of our podcasts, we we manage 14 podcasts now for therapists, counselors, coaches and she keeps getting more and more training on how to be an amazing podcast producer, engineer, how to manage a team. Like She has leveled up in a way that I never would have put that much time and energy into. Um, or or, or looking at even my director of details, Jess, the way she organizes my email and um, keeps me up to date on when there's something outside of my regular schedule. Those are things that I wouldn't have done. And so it actually makes me more efficient. It makes my business more efficient because I have people doing what they enjoy doing. Um, Every single year, I ask my staff three questions that I would encourage everyone to ask anyone they're working with. The first one is, what, what are the things you're doing right now that you absolutely love that you want to keep doing? Second, what are the things that you're doing now that you hate doing that you want to outsource or have somebody else do or eliminate from your tasks? And third, where's an area that you want some training for you to grow into the position that you want here? And to see individuals just grow in that way where... They can make more money, but it's not just by becoming a supervisor. It's by actually becoming better in the area they want to become better.
0: First of all, I love those three questions. I never would have thought about asking them of your staff. Uh, second of all, uh, you and I have a very similar company because my husband and I, we run a podcast production company for faith-based ministries and online businesses. And I'm sure we could probably talk shop on that on that side of things. but. Seriously, I love what you're doing with this book. I love so I love the idea of the book. I think it's touching on a nerve that a lot of people will acknowledge, sort of, maybe subconsciously, but they don't really actively think about it. So first of all, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, uh, thank you for uh, shining a light on an area that many entrepreneurs struggle with.
1: Well, I, I so appreciate being on this show to talk about Thursdays the new Friday. I really think in our generation we're going to see that the four day work week really becomes the norm, similar to how in 1926 Henry Ford started the 40 hour work week, and and it's happening. We're seeing it across the globe start to happen, and it's really exciting to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, it's it. I find it really interesting. Like for example, one of my VAs, um, she her date night is on a Friday. And so I know I have to get whatever she needs to get done on that Friday has to be done by this time or it doesn't happen. So, uh, again, thank you so much for coming. And, uh, guys, seriously, uh, pick up the book. Uh, Joe, when is it coming out?
1: Yeah. So, October 5th, it, it releases worldwide and you can get it on Amazon or wherever your favorite bookstore is. Thursday is the new Friday.
0: I hope Audible's included.
1: <laughs> it is. Yes. Uh, there's audio, digital, and just your regular. Your regular old book. So uh, yeah, all of those are in there. All right. Well, Joe,
0: thank you so much for for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I'm Teresa Blaze. This is the Teresa Blaze Show. Let's go do this thing.